Software-defined networking with its centralized control mechanisms seemed like a boon to the network society. However, security experts observed as enterprises attempted at weaving SDN orchestration into their legacy infrastructures, important questions about security started to surface. I am Dita Nandikotkur, Managing Editor, Asia and Middle East at Information Security Media Group. I have with me Anthony Lim, Senior Cybersecurity Advisor, Frost & Sullivan, Vice Chairman, Application Security Council, IC Square. Is a keynote speaker at RSA conference being held in Singapore between July 22nd to 24th, sharing his insights on security risks in SDN and other new software applications. Welcome, Anthony. Hi, Gita. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Anthony, with most enterprises taking to software-defined networks, do you see major security issues emerging around software-defined networks? And how critical are these for security practitioners? Okay, firstly, software-defined networks today are becoming increasing popular just like cloud computing over the past few years because of similar promises of flexibility, scalability, ability to cope with new network traffic, for example, for mobile devices, and of course, cost savings. So just like cloud computing, CEOs and CFOs will be enthusiastic about SDN for commercial and operating reasons. Despite concerns from technical quarters you know, uh, about security risks, you mentioned that Gartner and others and CIOs and CISOs expressing skepticism if not concern about security risk possibilities in SDN. But like I said, because just like cloud computing, because of commercial and operational reasons, flexibility, scalability, cost savings, it is a lot easier easier to use software to, to move resources around in a network than having to deal with it in a physical sense. Therefore, the concerns arise because commercial attitudes will, as usual, move faster than technical attitudes. Now, you mentioned about standards. Uh, well, currently, because of the infancy of SDN, you don't really have standards right now. In fact, cloud computing standards are only starting to emerge after about five years of um, proliferation. So you can imagine in a couple of years' time, you can expect an extension of ISO 27000 specifying security standards or best practices for SDNs. But I don't believe right now uh, it is um, you know, available. So one initial issue to mind about SDN security risks is that being a relatively new technology, it is still not fully understood by many users. Okay, technically and on paper, SDN has been around for more than 10 years, but commercially as a product, it's been around for at the most two years. Okay, you know, you had VMware and then now you have Cisco and IBM and even NEC and Dell and HP and, you know, um, many other vendors coming in to have software-defined network offerings. So, commercially, it's relatively new. So, it's still not fully understood by many users. In fact, even cloud computing. It's still not fully understood how exactly it works. The problem here is that hackers love to look for anything new. So this SDN being deployed by enterprises is something new. You can be sure that hackers will be trying their best to go and have a go at it. One other issue about security risk in SDN is that Typically, people who deploy the networks are not security people, are not software people. And the security people or the software people are usually not the network people. So uh, again, you have a knowledge or skill gap there. Okay, again, such ambiguity about network people not being security and vice versa. Why should the CISOs be cautious about SDN security risk? And how is it going to impact them? Okay, the CISOs should be concerned about the security risk because, like I said, the business people and the network people will be deploying it faster than they can understand the risks, okay? Which has been the same issue with cloud computing, which has been the same issue with, you know, uh, extranets and you know, other network computing in the past 20 years. So that's where the CISOs come in because the CISOs' job is to be concerned. Therefore, the immediate best practice of the CISO is to ensure that the 
people deploying the SDNs ensure that the vendors and the SIs and the people involved understand the security risks or at least understand the security offerings. For example, authentication, encryption, you secure your network switches. You do what you can. You don't just deploy thinking of the wonderful um, savings and, and, you know, and flexibility that it, and the wonders that software-defined networks bring. The CISO's first defense is to make sure the people are prudent and vigilant in deploying the, the components carefully. Then how difficult or easy is it for the CISOs to buy in the stakeholders or buy in the management approvals with regard to securing the SDN? Well, first of all, the CISO himself has to be aware. So he should study and research what are the security risks in SDN. For example, the controller, for example, the various switches and then, you know the, the different layers, the network layer, the physical layer. So the CISO himself should familiarize himself where the risks are so that he can present to the stakeholders what his concerns are. Otherwise, they'll think that he's trying to be a showstopper as usual. So once a CISO himself is aware, he can present, these are the things to look for. I'm not trying to stop you, I'm telling you to look at this, look at that. For example, when you deploy a switch, for goodness sake, the, the password cannot be admin. When you deploy this thing, make sure you have the TLS, administration, authentication, and encryption. So don't forget all these things. So this will help to make the network safer, will make it harder for the hacker to try and aim for the controller of the SDN. So this is what the CISO can do. He's not going to stop the exercise, but at least he can make them aware, please do it properly. It's like when you tell your child, cross the road, you're not going to stop the child from crossing the road, but you're going to tell him, look left, look right, wait for the vehicle to stop. You know, these are the things that CISOs should do. But do you think a lack of awareness around security <laughs> and governance is also a challenge? Well, lack of security and governance has always been a challenge and that's why, you know, education is needed. That's why the CISO himself has to understand what the issue is. So speaking of SDN, for example, and I mentioned the controller. The controller is the heart of the SDN. It is a piece of very powerful software layer, just like an operating system, just like a middleware. So the CISO should understand this, you know, not just our SDN, but, you know, and the controller of the SDN therefore needs to be looked at. How do you secure the controller software? How do you isolate? It. How do you ensure that you know it is you know uh, for example use an out of band um, communication so that it's not on the public band so that you know it's uh, protected from I mean for for the management of the controller so it's protected from the uh, other users so these are again it has a lot to do with best practices rather than the technology because the technology is already there at the end of the day SDN the software controller controls physical re um, resources like switches and servers and again these can be protected at its own level so the CISO's job is to make sure that these practices are in place so that you know at least he feels better and he can make the people feel better and he doesn't look like a troublemaker or a showstopper. <laughs> Absolutely and given mm -hmm. the background with this growing cyber threats and cyber attacks on the network itself what are the key threat vectors within the SDN? Okay, first of all, before I, I talk about the actual vectors, what are the end results? Basically, when hackers get control of the SDN infrastructure, what can they do? It's like other network. They can modify the ACL. They can compromise the administration. They can subvert DNS responses. They can insert malware. They can hijack the network. And above all, why are hackers doing this? Because they want to steal your data or steal the content that's inside the network. It's not a network they want. Okay, they may subvert the network and use it to spam other people. But at the same time, why are hackers attacking 
creating the network, SDN or otherwise, because inside there, there are servers, inside there, there are databases. These are what they want. You see, so if they can attack a network, you can have 10 servers and 10 databases rather than attacking a single server. So this is a motivation for attacking a network. And the motivation for attacking a software-defined network is that just like cloud computing, the network uses a public infrastructure known as the internet. And the internet, therefore, you know, you have good guys and bad guys and crazy guys. So these are the risks. I mean, you know, gone are the days of private networks. So you can imagine a software-defined network is an extension of cloud computing, an extension of virtualization. You're now virtualizing the whole network instead of virtualizing two servers. So what are the issues here? A, we have protocol weaknesses. Being giving a relatively new technology, there are API weaknesses, protocol weaknesses that will be developed and refined over time. So again, this is an infancy period. You have topology and credential issues, okay? Because now you're now grappling with a virtual topology that is not physically defined. And there's a certain art that people who are used to physical networks need to get used to as they adjust to this whole concept of the whole network now being controlled by a software. That's why it's called software-defined network. There's no encryption authentication for the debug ports. You know, it's just full control and all via the DPCTL command line tool. We have to make sure that these are taken care of. And then one of the standards for SDN is this thing called open flow. The open flow controller can be flooded, can be impersonated, can be disrupted, you know, can be made to run as root. So these are the things to look after. So there are several other threat vectors. You can forge or fake the traffic flow. You can attack the vulnerability inherent in the individual switches. You can attack the communications on the control plane, there is a lack of mechanism to ensure the trust between the controller and management applications, which is why, like I said, you must use an out-of-band communications rather than, you know, the, the same um, communication frequency with the others. And what is worse is that just like cloud computing, a software-defined network has no ability for the use of forensics to, you know, uh, investigate and remediate. So these are some of the threat vectors that we need to embrace. Now there's a very big piece of software running your network. <laughs> Absolutely. So how do you see software-defined network security being aligned with application security? Yes, very good point. The first word of SDN is software. So you can imagine, even before you talk about hackers, if the software quality has an issue, then there'll be outages and, you know, and when the controller, for example, goes out, the whole network goes out. So you need to ensure that there's quality in the software of the software-defined network, the controller and all that. Now, of course, when you have products from established organizations, organizations, big organizations like VMware and Cisco and IBM, you can be sure that the software is written with great quality control. But there's usually a lot of customization. There's usually like, you know, uh, when you deploy a network, you will want to customize certain interfaces and certain accesses. At the local level, when you write small pieces of software that will API into your software-defined network, again, you need to ensure the quality control of the software. You need to ensure that, you know, hackers do not get partial access to the network and try to do a cross-site scripting or SQL injection or buffer overflow or one of the other usual OWASP attacks on the software or they may find a vulnerability on the software that is running within the network that's controlling the network, which again, you know, gives rise to software security issues. So one of the best practices, one of the rule of thumb among vendors for software-defined networks is that there has to be the basic software quality control exercises when they write the software. Security applications at the end of the day are still software, okay? and they are subject to coding issues and, you know, can be compromised. You're subject to the same heartbleed and shell shock that other software uh, are open to. So in application security, it becomes very relevant because we are talking about a group of applications. It's just like cloud computing. Cloud computing comes alive simply because there's a lot of software that make it happen. And the same OWASP issues do not go away.
Absolutely, that's a quite interesting mm. point. Yes, but and very few people actually understand that because they don't see the software. They only see the user interface. They see a lovely GUI mapping all the different components of the switches and the servers and the network layers, but they don't see the software behind that's running to make this happen. And so imagine when you deploy software to run a big network with thousands of users, you know, you have to be aware of uh, these issues. Okay, I guess this backdrop, Anthony, can you suggest three to four ways to secure uh, software-defined networks amidst growing threats? Earlier on, I mentioned that the heart of the SDN is the layer called the controller. So the first thing you do is secure the controller. For example, you need to you know, um, create a robust policy framework. You need to isolate the controller. You need to harden the host OS, provide unauthorized access to the server within which where the controller software sits. You must have logging and trails. You must have high availability functionality in case something goes down or in case a denial of service attack happens. So imagine your controller does not have protection for high availability does not have denial of service then you have the same problem so you need to use an out-of-band network for control and management traffic I mentioned that use DLS or SSH to secure northbound communications and controller management and a lot of people don't do that you know authentication encryption within the network because they think that they're behind the Parapinda enterprise firewall they're safe no within there there'll be other problems because there are now other points of entries into the network today so these are the you know you will find that what I'm saying here in terms of security best practice practices for SDN is nothing new. I'm using the same thing that I say for a traditional network, except of course I'm making reference to the controller specific hardening. You know, uh, you must ensure that there are OS patches uh, uh, consistently, enable only used service ports and protocols. You know, services and ports and protocols that you are not using, turn them off or disable them. You must ensure that you know you have secure coding practices, digital signing of the code, integrity checks. Because you know you don't just run one piece of software. There may be three or four pieces, you make changes, you make additions, you change your API, you change your user interface, you change your user access you know and normally when they make software changes there must be a proper change management or you forget then you in fixing something you always create a new problem you know and um, again when an incident happens you must be able to determine how you do the incident management how you do the recovery and how you do the protection remember forensics are difficult to deploy in a software based environment it's like okay I give a very simple example a regular hard disk you know you can use forensics to recover the data an SSD when an SSD crashes you know how do you uh, find back the bits and bytes so these are these are the sort of things that you think about, you know, conceptually when you deploy the SDN. It's very easy to say harden the data plane, harden the controller plane, harden the SDN layer. But what does it mean? So you know, there are many details that uh, we have to look into. Mm. But these are the at least the key points you make aware of. Then you can research individually how you want to do it depending on which flavor or brand or architecture or topology of SDN you deploy. Thank you very much, Anthony, for sharing your thoughts around securing software-defined networks aligned with application security. Thank you. This is Geeta Nandikotkur from ISMG.